bitch. I'm a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. Hello. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Dumb Bitch Media. My name is Sophie at Bingo Daddy. My name is Ev at No Money No Honey. And it is hot out mm-hmm. for like the first weekend this year so far. It's finally summer. I God. sat on the turb outside and drank a Bud Light Lime yesterday, so. You know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Summer's here, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. I went hiking yesterday in jeans. We both went hiking. Okay, why did you hike in jeans if you knew you were going to hike? I didn't know that okay. it was like a hike. Okay. So, I'm so fucking glad I'm from a family that doesn't like do stuff. We like don't really though. That's a thing. Like that's why I was like, what the fuck is I've going on? I've seen several pictures of your mom wearing a downfield vest. <laughs> yeah, but it's like for aesthetic reasons. She's an aesthetic queen. <laughs> so it seems a little bit hikey to me. Okay, <laughs> hikey or yeah. <laughs> I went hiking, too, this past weekend, and I posted a a thirst trap of myself in my hiking outfit to show everybody, and everybody was like, you don't actually like hiking, and I was like, that's the fucking bit. (laughs) (laughs) Love when people don't get my jokes. And I would argue that I'm more outdoorsy than a lot of people give me credit for, because they're femphobic. Well, you Um, have a profile picture of you hiking on Facebook. Do I? Mm-hmm. You're, like, sitting on a rock with a beer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of pictures so... of me sitting on a rock with a beer, to be fair. So I never bought the <laughs> I hate doing activities the, outside there's thing. There's actually no picture of me between about, I don't know, April and October of any year when I, where I'm not... Sitting on a rock with out, a beer. Outside with a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but that's, that's just like my strict rules for being outside is that the weather has to be nice. Mm-hmm. I have to be appropriately dressed mm-hmm. and I have to be snots and drinks. Right. And then within that. But when you say appropriately dressed, you mean like thought. Oh, thought casual. Yeah. <laughs> so I just need to be wearing shoes with treads. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Preferably a hat. Yeah. Sunglasses. Bug well, spray. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Bug spray. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Mosquitoes love me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ironically, the person who I was hiking with packed sunscreen, but not bud spray, which is like that. the literal opposite of what I need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what's up. No. <laughs> I started watching a new Netflix show mm-hmm. that has like Mae Whitman in it, like from Arrested Development. The one who played Anne. Who? Oh. Her? Yeah. Yeah. Egg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and she like convinces her two friends who are moms to like rob the grocery store she works at to get money for her like friend's kids like medical treatment okay but then they get like caught up in gang shit and have to clean all this money okay (laughs) and And this is in the ozarks universe right yeah absolutely (laughs) and i'm learning a lot about money laundering you know what is one of the stupider moments that I've had before? I didn't realize that money laundering is called money laundering because it literally makes dirty money clean. We had this conversation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's a, it's a double naming thing. Do you know how many people have bragged to me that 
Yeah, I guess because if you launder in something, it also means that you, like, produce a bunch of... You turn over a bunch of shit, right? So it's called money laundering because they're cleaning dirty money, but it's also because there's literally the act of putting money into a washing machine to beat it up so that it doesn't look like fresh bills because what people find suspicious about it a lot of the time is the fact that it looks brand new and like it's never been used before because nobody ever has perfectly crisp $100 bills right except for me like I've said I'm six feet tall when I'm standing on my money exactly but (laughs) I mean it's not as relevant in Canada because we have plastic money now so it looks like different but with paper money so they put it they literally put it into a washing machine and they clean the money to beat it up I forgot that other places don't have plastic money yeah I was like, so if you saw a paper bill that was like flat, that's a red flag, right? Yeah. So it's like a, crisp it's a, bills. Yeah. So it's a dual naming thing. It's both reasons. Do you know how many people have bribed to me that they think they'd be really good at laundering money? And I'm like, shut the fuck up. You wouldn't It's be. like everybody, you know how people, especially, uh, I'm saying people, but I mean men. Obviously. Um, are always like. Women are people. <clears throat> that's true. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, the ugly ones are. <laughs> Honey, I'm just a soft and wig. <laughs> okay. This is so old. There's this whole type of person who love to brag about how they'd be able to get away with murder. They're yes. like, if I had to kill someone, I know how I would do it. They're like, I wouldn't unless, you know, somebody hurt somebody that I love or something. And it's like, okay, well, then you wouldn't get away with it because you'd be killing somebody that you know. People, anybody who thinks that they know how to do that shit and brags about it would never be able to pull it off. Of course. Because, because like, only idiots get away with murder. Ooh. Hot take. Well, mm-hmm. if it's someone if you you're know, you're non-linear. You're a lot more likely to get away with murder. That's true. Than if you're following, unless you're you're like two like geniuses and um, huge idiots. Exactly, because unless you're too like, unless you can literally commit the perfect crime, you have to be an idiot. NCRMI or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that you're like you can't clean up after yourself yeah but then like the randomized you're exactly like just people get copy because of like patterns and stuff right mm-hmm. even like genius people unless they man they have like the genius level intellect that they have like the self-control or whatever to like extremely hide it but if it, you were trying to kill someone that you knew like for like reasons yeah. of like like passion like yes. revenge whatever you would have to hire somebody yeah you would never get away with it right but then if you hire somebody again the more people that know the more chance you have of getting caught. It's like they say in Pretty Little Liars. Two can keep a secret if one of them is dead. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I would even argue that most genius level people that have gotten away with murder for an extended period of time or who still haven't been caught are involved with law enforcement. So they have an Mm. advantage there because they have access to the inside info. That's true. Think about it. They think the Zodiac Killer was involved with law enforcement. The Night Stalker was a police officer. Mm -hmm. Um, Ted Bundy was not fully involved, but at certain points he was went to law school. He, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's all of these like. I bet my ex other somebody. Is that a fucked up thing to say? He probably could if he hasn't already. I know. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. 
Anyways. <laughs> Travis, if you're listening, I don't mean it, baby. Turn back. Oh, you meant that one. <laughs> <laughs> My extremely dead hate not chapter dating history. Someone kill someone. No, but he could. He could, yeah. So easily. <laughs> yeah. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna be getting a lot of good messages this week. <laughs> all right, um, all I do truly believe that all uncaught serial killers that aren't just like insane and random or like retired a long time ago or whatever are definitely have like inside connections yeah. to law enforcement. All serial killers are either in prison for other crimes, which is why they've stopped acting. Yeah, they're dead, mm-hmm. which is why they weren't caught. Mm-hmm. Or they're connected to law enforcement. Yeah. In some capacity. Or they're just, they had the self-control to, like, retire. Yeah. Totally. Or they're married, have kids, whatever, because that's the pattern, right? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's what's crazy is when people stop killing and then get caught, like, 30 years after, like, their last kill or whatever, based on, like, I mean, like, the invention of, like, DNA evidence and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the... uh, inevitably when those people get caught like they discover like trophies and stuff because like those people obviously need that to like relive to sustain themselves yeah exactly have you heard about that guy who's like convinced that his father was like the zodiac killer yeah but he's just trying to pin like all this shit on his dad like he was like oh he's a zodiac killer and Mm -hmm. then it was like kind of disproven enough that he couldn't really claim that anymore and then he said his father was the black dally murderer that doesn't really line up in terms of timelines, does it? His dad's really old. He's pretty old, too. Okay, his father's so he... in his 90s. He said he thinks that he killed her when he was, like, maybe 19. Right. Yeah. So then he would have been in his, like, 40s for As the Zodiac, Zodiac killer. killer. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But people are... Ju- this guy's just, like, a hack. Like, he's, like a, like, a snake oil salesman. He's written all these books about it. Yeah. Didn't that happen with... H.H. Holmes, too. A bunch of people claim to be his descendants. I think the same guy wrote a book about how his dad was connected to H.H. Holmes, actually. Have have you read the book, The Devil in the White City? No. Oh, it's really good. It's about that. (laughs) Unrelated, but sort of related. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the band The Devil Wears Prada came out first, or the movie? (laughs) I think the movie. Okay. Yeah. Do you think the metalcore band were huge fans of Probably. Meryl Streep? Okay. I think they think it sounds dope. Alright. <laughs> I work with a guy who has like a local metalcore band called Horcrux, and all of their songs have names that are related to Harry Potter. Harry Potter tour. It's too bad that it's the- It's so mu- embarrassing. It's too bad that the music is kind of hard. Because, their music's pretty good. Because conceptually- the, It's lame. It's horrible. But their music's actually pretty good, yeah. Yeah. What's up, Scott? <laughs> so- Today is June 10th, mm-hmm. but June 8th was the one-year anniversary of Anthony Bourdain's death. Yes. Pour one out for a king. I was a huge fucking fan. You were, eh? I was a huge yeah. fan. Yeah. Is it because you're, like, a foodie, or...? Yeah, well, it's because I... Yeah. Well, because so some I, people liked him for that aspect, and other people just liked his, like, show, and not necessarily for the food aspect, but... So, I read listen to whatever i'm not going to clarify that every week on this podcast but uh yeah. i read kitchen confidential okay when i was really young because yeah like i'm from not to expose myself as being secretly trad on the pod again but i loved like i love to eat i love to cook everyone in my family loves food including me like i love to cook i love to bake it's like my favorite 
easily top five, top three favorite things for me. Like I love to eat in beautiful restaurants. I love to try making new stuff. I love to share it with other people. Anyways, I've just always like loved to read books about like nonfiction books about food. So I mean, like I read all of the the Michael Pollan books okay, too, yeah. like Cut and yeah. The Omnivore's Dilemma, like anything that's about food production, food, food theory, science, food yeah. theory, food culture. I love all of that shit. So yeah, when I was going through a phase where I couldn't get enough of that stuff, I read Kitchen Confidential and I loved it. And then I started watching kind of some of his TV shows and I just... I just respected him, <laughs> like, I know he's, like, a, kind of, like, a neolib and, like, a Gen Xer, but he was, like, a good, he was, like, a good Gen Xer, like, I just respected the way that he treated the people in, like, the places that he visited. Yes. He never acted like he was too good for anyone or any type of food. He was, like, the number one thing that I hate about food and booze culture, because I love both of those things, is the snobbishness. Yeah. Totally. And the the gatekeeping mm-hmm. and that people want to keep it inaccessible to, like, you know, lower class people. He kept it accessible for sure. He definitely did. And he was never above, you know, drinking, like, a cheap beer or yeah. eating fucking, like, a street kebab. No, you know, he really, even like, though- appreciated every aspect of food culture and booze culture and exactly like and i'm a a huge fan of like with every everything culturally like i'm a huge fan of high and low Mm -hmm. like art culture whatever Mm -hmm. so i I always i always respected um respected that and uh i thought he was interesting and i thought he was hot Mm -hmm. and i thought that he was really respectful all the times when he came to Canada. And fortunately, one of the last times that he came to Canada, he actually, or one of the last episodes that he did really ever while he was alive was uh, he went to Newfoundland for the first oh, yeah. time and he visited a lot of my favorite places, That's which really was cool. nice. And my whole family was really excited about it. Because <laughs> like no one cool goes, goes yeah. to Newfoundland. And talks um, about it. Talks about it and like respects it and whatever so he ate at like raymond's and stuff which is that's like, one of my favorite restaurants and i think he did like kind of like a seaside forage where you like you collect like food in the like traditional you know like you pick wild berries yeah. and like baked apples and whatever and like make stuff out of that and then you have like clams and stuff and yeah cool it's yeah very cool i um i never really got super like into his like stuff that he did mm-hmm. but I have a lot of people in my family that are like in the restaurant industry and it really hit everyone really hard right when he Definitely. died so mm-hmm. I got you know I was like oh okay Anthony Bourdain is to those people as uh Brittany Murphy was to me <laughs> yeah <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I I don't care about celebrity deaths like I almost care ever. About very few yeah but I mean, I care about his for, I can tell, like, how big of an impact it had on people, you know what I mean? Like, genuinely had an impact. Yeah, I was surprised by the amount of people. I think also because, like, the show was literally him. Yeah. Like, he had the special thing Mm -hmm. that was respond. It wasn't necessarily what he was doing. It can't be recreated. It was, it's him. It was him. Yeah. And that was what was special about it. And also... It, it's different than, like, an actor or a musician or something because, I mean, like, when you see somebody's art, 
it's like watching someone act in a movie versus watching a documentary about them, right? Yeah. You don't know them specifically. Them that way, yeah. but there are so many hours of like Anthony Bourdain being, being on television. Himself. Exactly. Yeah, totally. So I think a lot more people felt like connected and also again like i've said this before and i'm i'm just gonna like reiterate it like i don't i don't understand people that like eat to live like i think that food and cooking is like a social glue and a a a cultural glue yeah so i think a lot of people that care about food probably Mm -hmm. felt bonded to bourdain yeah it's more that it's more intimate, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, rip Anthony Bourdain. Very, always very sad to see somebody go to mental illness, of course, and addiction. Yeah. Were there any other... I know that you say that you don't really care about celebrity deaths that much, but were there any other ones that really, like, resonated with you at all? I was definitely sad when Heath Ledger died. Yeah. Okay. Um, It didn't... I wasn't, I was actually really, really, really fucking sad the day that Anthony Bourdain died. And I remember I was having a bad day for other reasons too, and I can't remember why. But it just, but I was was having a horrible fucking day, and that didn't help. I think I was taking the train to Belleville or something. Oh, so you're just like, yeah. I was like, oh, whatever. Nothing to distract yourself. No. I'm trying to think of other ones. I was really sad when Robin Williams died. Yeah. I always have a hard time when someone, uh, I mean, like, there's, like, a lot of mental illness and suicide in my family. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, and I mean, like, I'm bipolar myself, so it always kind of shakes me up when, uh, when someone, like, loses the fight, you know? Yeah, the Robin Williams one was pretty sad, like, I Mm -hmm. mean, for a lot of reasons, for sure, but it was shitty. It sucks, too, and it's, like, it's so true, but it's so... It's so hack when people when a comedian dies. Brody, yeah. Oh, Brody Stevens. Brody Stevens fucked me yeah. up too. Yeah, on like a you know like a lesser known yeah. comedian, but I fucking loved his work. I don't think I've ever laughed harder at hearing a bit secondhand than his story about jacking off on a spider web in his, <laughs> his parents' garage. <laughs> so gross. Right? Like, that's yeah. the type of shit that I love. Um, <laughs> that's the shit I do like. That's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but when people, when somebody like that dies, like Brody Stevens or Robin Williams or whatever, and people are like, oh, it's the people who make other people smile who are like saddest on the inside. And it's like, okay, yeah, a lot of comedians are desperately mentally ill. <laughs> But it's just such a just such a hack way of framing it, and anyone who knows anyone who's artistically inclined yeah. is not surprised by it. It's, no. all, it's always like normie fucking people who are like, like what? I can't believe a comedian to be mentally ill to the point of committing suicide. It's like, yeah, man, how do you think people come up with jokes? <laughs> And then your people, brain is fucked up. <laughs> your brain is wired differently. Yeah. And then people get mad when you say shit like that too, where they're like, they're like, I hate this image that like being mentally ill makes people like artistically talented or whatever. And it's like, well, well that's just the way it works. It's just reality. Sorry. You just have to accept that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I was really sad about like, definitely like, yeah, Robin Williams and Brody Stevens, but like Amy Winehouse was sad. 
Amy Winehouse was very sad. Brittany Murphy was, was really sad too. I was actually thinking about Amy Winehouse when we were talking just now about uh, the difference between watching a documentary versus being familiar yeah. with somebody's art because the Amy Winehouse movie was amazing yeah, and heartbreaking. So mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Who else? I don't know. It, Those uh, are really the only ones for me. Like, I mean, yeah, honestly. Ugh. I don't... Uh, so... It's, I'm usually more shaken up by, like, I guess, sort of, like, not that Anthony Bourdain's niche, I guess, like, Brody Stevens could be considered a little bit niche, but, like, mm-hmm. uh, I would be, like, desperately sad, for example, if Maria Bamford died. Yeah, totally. Right? Mm-hmm. Or, like, uh, Tritzi Mattel or Katia. Yeah. Right? Like, it's, it's never... Yes. <laughs> Never, like, the celebrity deaths that, like, shape the world, but those people are more important to their, like, smaller communities, right? That's, like, how I kind of didn't get it when everybody Mm -hmm. was really sad about Kate Spade, and then I was like, oh, well, it's, like, a niche thing, right? I guess so, yeah, and people were so weird about when Kate Spade completed suicide and Anthony Bourdain did kind of back-to-back, because then they were like, everybody's only talking about Bourdain because... Kate Spade was a woman, and, like, we don't talk about this, <laughs> and it's why. like, well, no, she designed purses, so. People don't really know her. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like, no one was, Of course like, it's sad, but of I mean, lots of people sad, die. But there's some people it wasn't like- the same thing. I was like, you didn't get to know her by carrying her, like, satchel. Fucking satchel, yeah. <laughs> like, there's some people who I think it's sadder that they're still alive. Yeah. Right? That's true. Keith yeah. Richards. Yeah, no. Keith Richards. <laughs> Glenn Campbell is pretty sad that he's still alive. Yeah, He's, like, really, really, like, uh, really has Alzheimer's and, like, Mm -hmm. being forced to perform. Yeah. For his family's estate money, essentially. Like, being, like, wheeled out on stage and handed a guitar and he can't even remember the lyrics. Like, that's really fucking depressing to me. It's kind of sad that Lindsay Lohan's still alive. It is, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, Tila Tequila. It's kind of sad that she's, she kind of fell off. <laughs> <laughs> she I keep fell off. <laughs> you heard it here first. Sophie really said Tila Tequila, mess around, kill yourself. <laughs> well, didn't she like basically kill her partner for money? Yeah, I think so. For so. that Pfizer money? That Pfizer yeah. No, Johnson and Johnson. It was the Johnson and Johnson heiress. Yeah. Remember? Because she was type one diabetic, and they went on a huge coke bender for like days. And oh, what was her name? Sam Johnson didn't yeah. take her. She died. She went to a diabetic coma and died mm-hmm. because she didn't take her insulin. Oh, let's play. That should be me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. Holy shit. <laughs> That's so insane. You know what's weird is that, so there was this guy who was, like, involved with Pfizer. Yeah. Who was married to or, like, involved with a chick who looked a, kind of like Tila Tequila. Okay. And he killed her. What? I know. Oh. Alter, it's, like, alternate universe Tila, yeah, that's shit. so weird. Mm-hmm. Don't fact check me on that. That is loosely the story. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> All right. Should we talk about... Single use plastics. Hell yeah. <laughs> this is to a pivot into something fa- completely different. Yeah, a famously good at transitions here at Dumbish <laughs> Media on and off stage, everybody. Um, so, Canada has committed to a plan similar to the one that they have uh, enacted in the European Union yeah. in which they will ban 
I think, 10 different types of single-use plastics by 2021. Mm-hmm. So in the next two years, they'll be banning uh, plastic plates, plastic forks, plastic plastic cutlery in general, Straws, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. Banning single-use plastics, and you know what that means, everybody. It's time to go in raw. <laughs> That's not <laughs> what that means. <laughs> Raw dog all 2021. <laughs> uh. I'm an environmentalist. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Um, um, how do you feel about it? I don't understand. So maybe I'm misinformed. So let me know. Mm-hmm. That this was, like, something that, like, the liberals committed to? Yes. So, obviously, it's an election ploy, because we have an election coming up in October, but I don't understand how you can commit to something in 2021 when you might not even have the power to make it happen in-house. Uh, it seems pretty fake to me right now. So, they, so <laughs> what, they, what they're doing is, is they're going to do the same thing where they... So, elected parties can always commit to stuff that's in the future yeah and it's just up to if they get re-elected they'll be expected to keep that promise if they don't it's up to the other party to undo the work that they did to pass that bill so they can repeal it of course the same way that like the conservative government is doing with basically everything good that the liberal party did in ontario right now yeah for sure and that's what i mean is it just Mm -hmm. seems like uh Obviously, they can say whatever they want, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's definitely fake. It's right? super fake, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no rules gay shit. <laughs> um, yeah, people are being really weird about it because it means that Q-tips won't be legal anymore. <laughs> you shouldn't be using Q-tips. We've talked yes. about this before on the podcast. I'm I not talked saying- about this in my personal life. As I'm a strong advocate against Q-tips. Yes, if you don't want to be deaf, probably don't use Q-tips. Yes. That's the official DBM stance on it. I thought you wanted to be deaf. I do. So I'm saying I can use Q-tips. <laughs> <laughs> Does your candling work? Um, kind of. So what do you have to do to get wax out of your ears if you can't use Q-tips? So every time you get out of the shower, mm-hmm. wipe your ears out mm-hmm. with a towel. Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Because if you produce a normal amount of wax, that's all it takes. If you produce too much, obviously, like, you probably have to go to the doctor to get your ears, like... Drained or Drained or unimpacted. But, like, that's not normal, Mm -hmm. right? I've had to do that before. I definitely make a a normal amount of earwax. Okay. But... I will say it here on the podcast, I guess I've been walking around with dirty ears because I didn't know what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely have been. Um, All right. <laughs> one time I had to go get my ear like drained mm-hmm. and I could hear worse after because my ear canal swelled up. So I couldn't hear out of one ear for like a whole day. Man, I just want to go to, like, some, like, kind of pseudo seedy establishment where, like, an old-ass Asian woman is going to, like, melt the wax out of my ear with a candle, do my tarot, slap my ass, and send me on my way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, She lives with, like, a fortune cookie that doesn't even, that just has a math problem on it. (laughs) Uh, yes. Um, Apparently, ear candling is bad for you. I assumed it would be. It doesn't seem good to to heat up your brain. It doesn't really heat up your brain. <laughs> okay. I've only had it done once. It, I would say it worked it's crazy less good I'm a than doctor. a Q-tip. Okay. 
but more good than doing nothing. Okay. You All know right. what I mean? Yeah. But um, I also had my hair set on fire by okay. the person doing it. All right. Not <laughs> ideal. Not ideal. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy these little scoops for your ears. It still seems like you're sticking something in your fucking ear, though. You which are. is bad. Well, meh. Okay. I will say, like, and I know, like, other people have definitely said this before, but the new lids that they have at Starbucks for Nitro Tools are fucking so whack. Like, I'm about to get, like, a reusable fucking sippy cup or something because, like, yeah. that's essentially what that's trying to do, but it's really bad. They suck ass. They're not good. And why do they only do it for the Nitro? I don't know. Why don't they put all cold drinks in there? I don't know, because they know that they suck, maybe? I, I guess, know. yeah. Because nitro is the only cold drink at Starbucks that's liquidy enough. Probably. I, they, they'll put iced coffee in it, too, sometimes. Okay. If I you haven't, ask, I, I haven't personally encountered that, but I mean, like, I'm more of a nitro person. Yeah. Because I don't like a weak coffee when know, it's cold. Yeah. It's so gross. Did I tell you about the really psychotic experience I had at Starbucks the other day? This was, like, no. one of those days where, like, you ever go into, like, a retail store or, like, a food service establishment, and you want to scoop up all the workers and be like... You will never have to work here again. Yes, yeah, you want to save them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Literally, I'm Captain Save a Ho when it comes to Starbucks <laughs> workers. Captain Save a Ho. <laughs> but, like, so I walked into the Starbucks and I was, like, kind of in a rush. Actually, it was when I was about to go hiking. Oh, okay, yeah. I pet two insanely cute dogs. Right. A chocolate lab puppy. And a baby pit bull who was named Thanos. <gasps> it was very cute. Um, but so I walked into the Starbucks and it was like, I guess a lunch break for the local like private middle school. Yeah. So it was full of about 13 year old girls that were being extremely nitpicky about Ugh. their orders. And they were like, didn't have money. Like, one of them was like, can, you know, just they're fucking preteens. Yeah. One of them was like, can anyone buy me a cheese stick? <laughs> What? And then the other one was like, are you sure you put lemon syrup in my vanilla frappuccino? And I was like, it's never too early to start watching your weight. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Some people's moms are irresponsible. You know what I mean? Some people's moms don't give them an eating disorder. I just want to say that you're not setting your daughter up for a lifetime of success. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's like, hey, you don't care if your daughter's going to be hot as an adult. I don't know. That's your business, but you're really letting her miss out on a lot of opportunities. Um, (laughs) So it's like full of these like preteen girls (laughs) that are being nitpicky about. Yeah. Their orders all around the cash. And then I got to the end of the bar and there was a bunch of fucking old people, like retired people, sitting at like the nitro, like iced coffee yeah. bar, treating it like it was a fucking wine tasting. What the fuck? They were all sitting in a line at the bar and they were like, ooh, can I taste a little bit of that one? And they were like trying to get samples of like the nitro. What coffee. the fuck? And I was like, this is the worst combination of things that and could ever be seen. in a Starbucks. Dude, that Starbucks is always psychotic though. You know why? Why? It's because of where it is. That's true, yeah. It's not a down it's not it, a downtown Starbucks. Yeah. So it's not like I'm always fucking it's not like going. people are going and leaving, yeah. I'm always going in there when I'm yeah. just in a fucking rush because I live in the area. Yeah. But I need to stop going there when I'm in a rush, basically. But it's because it's not like a downtown Starbucks, so people aren't just like 
grabbing a coffee on their way to somewhere else or like on their break at work or something people are just going there to be fucking annoying because it's like right on the edge of being into like an extremely rich area that's a good point i because every time i go there's something like psychos happening i'll go to ministry of coffee a million times before i go to fucking even though like it's like a little bit further and there's no parking yeah but i mean if i'm on my fucking bike or something i always go to ministry of coffee definitely yeah that's the starbucks where i saw my cousin yeah and she like didn't acknowledge me (laughs) she was with her friends yeah third third year old mood (laughs) to be fair (laughs) 30 yeah not acknowledge your family members you're with your friends that's so psychotic (laughs) all right so i i would say that our tape is We're fine with them banning single-use plastic. Yeah, I don't really give a shit. Like, yeah, no, I mean, either. it's obviously a good thing. I just don't think it's going to happen. You ever go somewhere fancy and they, like, totally judge you for asking if you can get, like, to-go cup? Yes. And you're like, bitch, I'm on my way somewhere. I always ask for a to-go cup, even if I'm sitting there, because I'm like, well, what if I want to leave? Literally, yes. Right? Or like, And you- it stays hot for longer. The f- yeah. When they fucking give it to you in a big cup... Mm-hmm. it cools down i'm like give me a normal sized cup yeah it's like yeah i <laughs> i was at happy Dote one time and i was like yeah can i get like a coffee and a bottle of water and the chick was like we don't have bottles of water i was like okay that's your business do you have water in anything can you put it in something <laughs> <laughs> put it in something please <laughs> yeah i hate that they're always like for here to go and I'm like to go and then I go sit down and they're like <sighs> listen I am not gonna have some chick with white fucking dreadlocks with beads in them <laughs> tell me what sort of receptacle it is or is not appropriate for me to drink water out of okay that's a hard line stance I just think that every place should ban single-use plastics and also use my idea of a to-go cup which is gloves that go into the cup. <laughs> gloves that are cup. It's a fucking psycho. No. Did I tell you, uh, you know, the other night when we were at the bar and we, we uh, saw that girl who's in a poly triad with two guys and they, all three of them do burlesque or boylesque. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay, so there's this thruple, thruple. I don't think the guys fuck each other, so it's not really a thruple. Okay. It's like one chick and she has two boyfriends like a boyfriend and a husband or something i guess and she does burlesque and they both also do burlesque yeah they do boylesque and <gasps> one, of, one of them is a competitive glitter bearder what the fuck he does that mean decorates his beard for competition how is that competitive i listen i've never watched game of thrones so i don't know but <laughs> <laughs> I've literally never played Dungeons and Dragons, so don't come for me like that, okay? Um, so I was like doodling her. It's also listed in the. Uh, she's proof that being poly is queer, because she's listed in the queer business directory for our city. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, oh, but yeah. <laughs> she. So I doodled her because I was like. I was, like, self-abusing by, like, looking at their shit to the point that, like, my friend took my phone away and blocked all of them off my Instagram (laughs) (laughs) while we were at the bar. Um, But I doodled her, and she has a YouTube channel, and the first nine videos are how-to videos of her doing 
<laughs> white dreadlocks. And then the last video is her crying with no dreadlocks saying my last video. So I assume she's like apologizing for doing cultural appropriation <laughs> I'm going to watch that um, on my phone through your speakers in the car on the way to Toronto. (laughs) I love it when, you know, when you meet someone and like some people have like layers. Right. They're like like, multifaceted. Exactly. Exactly. Evelyn's are like onions. But like (laughs) when you meet someone and they give you the express pleasure and comfort of being and doing exactly what you would expect of them. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, a burlesque chick. And then you're like, oh, a burlesque chick who's a tattoo artist. And then you're like, oh, a burlesque chick who is in a poly triad with two unattractive guys and calls herself queer. And also, she has a YouTube channel of her doing white dreadlocks. That all, <laughs> that all perfectly... You're like- Honestly, guys, it's sometimes... into your worldview of that type of person. Sometimes we don't want you to defy the conventional. We just... It feels good to see someone that is a stereotype. I like it. Sometimes. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. You meet an Italian one, a person who, like, loves their mom a little bit too much. You, like, meet a guy who says that he's bisexual, but he actually just, like... <laughs> he's just a Sagittarius. Yeah. He just has a septum ring. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's, what's a good one? A Christian girl that, like... Rides horses. Yeah, but, like, drinks way too much at the bar. Okay. Like, like a Christian girl that goes to drag night. Oh, that's such a horrible yeah. energy. What about a girl who wears Birkenstocks that's on your competitive soccer team that you uh, coincidentally see at a feminist comedy show several years later? And then DMs your friend on t- Tinder after. Yeah. That's right, guys. If you played soccer, you're a lesbian now. Um, no rules gay shit. No rules gay shit. What about a guy who, like, used to be hot, like, maybe was, like, a high school athlete or something, but then just started drinking, like, a lot of beer? Yeah. And he loves to pretend that he knows a lot about cigars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he talks about, like, IPAs, like, constantly. And he only wears, like, floral printed shirts. Yeah. That sounds like my cousin. Mm. Mm. Love to meet him. (laughs) (laughs) He's married. Oh, not for that reason. (laughs) (laughs) What else happened this week? So Justin Bieber threatened to fight Tom Cruise, but in like a professional contest, like he asked, he challenged him to like a UFC fight. Yeah, he wants to do like a Justin Trudeau boxing type thing. Yeah, exactly. That's allowed. And people are like, I think it was just a shit post. Yeah. So I'll read, I, I didn't read the tweet. Okay. But I will say, I think they're evenly matched. Yeah. They're about the same height. But is that true? In weight class. Yeah, it is. They're both like 5'6". Okay. Yeah. 5'7", maybe. I have open here. Oh, this is, this is it. So Justin Bieber tweeted, I want to challenge Tom Cruise to a fight in the octagon. Tom, if you don't tape this fight, you're scared and you will never live it down. <laughs> Who That's is obviously willing to a shit put post. on the fight <laughs> at Dana White? 
hilarious shit post. He's just funny. He's just funny. Like people are like people are like, um, what does this mean? And it's like, uh, it's a fucking good bit. If you don't hate this fight, you're scared. scared. He was probably just baked as shit and fucking watching yeah. Mission Impossible <laughs> Five or some That's shit. That's so funny. I, I think know. they should do it. I think it would be cool. Yeah, and then so people were being like stop challenging him to this fight like he's like 56 years old or they're saying like we you don't have like good odds or whatever and then Tana Madrid kind of pitched in and said I challenge Mark Wahlberg on the very same card which is kind of an would be an iconic battle of like Irish 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 racists versus like American Irish racists yeah yeah they should fight yeah I want more celebrity fights me too. Yeah. And I mean, the Justin Bieber, Tom Cruise one would be like good, like Canadian iconography. Tom Cruise lived in Ottawa for five years. I didn't know when that. When he was a kid. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Damn. Yeah. I think that Justin Bieber is A, in good shape. He is. But B, so I mean like, okay, let's, let's put it this way. So, like, when it comes to, like, winning a fight, right? Yeah. There's three things that you have to consider. Mm -hmm. Who's actually, like, physically in better condition to fight? Like, who's, like, who's physically stronger, more skilled, has better cardio, whatever, won't get gassed? Then you have to consider, like, who's actually probably more experienced at fighting. Yeah. Then you also have to consider, like, who's crazy. Because that's, that's a wild no, part No, that's thing. a good point. But they're both crazy. They're both crazy. They're both in pretty good shape, yep. but Tom Cruise is a lot older. But I think that um, Justin Bieber has been in more fights because Tom Cruise is a pussy-ass bitch. That's true, but Tom... But and Justin Bieber's been arrested for fighting before. Okay. So... Bar fights. Yeah. It's just because, like, Justin Bieber got famous when he was, like, really young, so I just kind of assume that he would have been always, like, insulated from actually fighting. Yeah. He, he's gotten into bar fights before, though, and stuff. Can I say something really problematic? Yeah. I think fighting is so hot. It is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish it. all I of the female it. UFC fighters weren't, like... <laughs> oh, Sophie's about to reinforce toxic heterosexuality. <laughs> were you going to say that you wish they weren't so butch? Yeah. <laughs> You know, if I, why would I be a lesbian if I didn't want to fuck chicks? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's fair. That's fair. You, you're not like uh, Amanda Nunez could definitely top me. Yeah. Yeah, I'd let her. Okay. For sure. Yeah. She seems. Uh, She's pretty hot. Yeah. She seems like she probably contributes to the statistics on lesbian domestic, domestic violence. violence, though. <laughs> She's probably like the female uh, war machine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Baseless accusations, part three. All right. So, I mean, I would put my money on Justin Bieber, probably. I would, too, for sure. I don't think Tom Cruise would last. Oh, Tom Cruise also, like, honestly, he should probably get his face rearranged because his teeth would look less fucked up. Yo, he's got, Tom Cruise has got that white person thing with, like, the the long teeth and the thin upper lip. Yeah. I hate that. Katie Holmes had that shit, too, though. Yeah. Dude, Suri's gonna have long teeth. She's gonna have long-ass <laughs> teeth. She's old enough. We could probably look it up. We could probably tell. That's true. She's what? Don't make me tall child ugly on this podcast. No, no she's she old. can't be 18. Let's look it up. When was President's daughter? 
I don't know. <laughs> when was the Batman movie that Katie Holmes was the chicken? I don't know. Hmm. I don't keep up with her career. Okay. She's sure. not attractive to me. Sorry, Cruz. Eh, she's playing. Yeah. Mm, she's 13. Okay, no so way. I'm off, but I'm not that off. No. Sh- she's, like, pretty old. Yeah, here, I'll look up a picture of her. It's it's not creepy. It's fine. Mm. Oh, God. She looks like something straight out of <laughs> fucking plastics. Oh, fuck. Isn't that disturbing? She really looks like Katie Holmes. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. But look at... What did these little girls with too much money? I Isn't hate that, that so fucking much. disturbing? Jesus Christ. You can't be wearing dresses like that as a child. No. Look oh, at God. This shit. I hate them. I don't like that. Tiny cunts. <laughs> well, she's not ugly, but... No. Oh, God. She seems like she has more lip than Tom Cruise. Yeah. Okay, that's when she was, like, really little. She is... Wi- she has... She's going to be a fucking nightmare. Yeah, she does. Katie's not looking great. No. Jesus. She looks like Tom in that one. Yeah. Whoop. Katie Holmes might lose trust. Okay, well, whatever. Fuck it. We're not going down that rabbit hole. I'm going to be involved in this shit. (laughs) All right. Last thing. Yeah, a little piece of Canadian can. It's time for... Can Paul History Edition <laughs> And also Celebrity Gossip. That's true. This really covers all of the DBM bases. Mm-hmm. If we body shame somebody by the end of this story. Okay. <laughs> so there's a Canadian politician, she's a conservative MP named Lisa McLeod. Yeah. And she wrote an opinion piece in which she invoked the spirit of Tommy Dudless, <laughs> who is historically extremely relevant Canadian yeah. politician, yeah. in an op-ed in which she said that Tommy Dudless would be in favor of the Ontario Conservatives' movement towards being more quote-unquote fiscally conservative. Which is psycho. Yeah, it was it was weird that she just name-dropped it like that. Yeah. And then Dud Ford, the Ontario Premier who's conservative cited her opinion piece <laughs> this past week yeah and Kiefer sutherland who's an actor from 24 yeah. is apparently the grandson of tommy dudless and he was really mad i guess he's like a lib so he probably yeah. hates dud ford and he basically tweeted at Dud Ford and Lisa McLeod and was like, yo, take my granddaddy's name out of your mouth. mouth. Well, it's kind of psycho because he did acknowledge that, like, his grandfather was known as being, like, f- I'm going to say fiscally relevant. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's not fiscally conservative, but Tommy Douglas is known as kind of, like, the grandfather of, like, the precursor of what is now the New Democratic Party, which exactly. is, like, the leftist Canadian party, and also known as kind of the... Well, the, uh, like... The father of healthcare. The father of Canadian healthcare, yeah. Exactly. So, I mean... <laughs> so, he, w- he was definitely a poor choice to name Invoke, drop yeah. for, like, a conservative MP, considering he literally, basically invented and, like, advocated for, like, universal healthcare in Canada. Um, 
But also, like, he wouldn't be considered fiscally conservative by, like, modern standards. Yeah. I hate when people do revisionist shit like that. It was... Without taking cultural context into consideration, because it's like, he's not fiscally conservative. No, but, but, like, back in the day, think about how, like, revolutionary he must have been considered, you know? They probably just meant that he was, like fiscally conservative by like modern standards or whatever but he was yeah one of the originators of the, the ndp so like okay <laughs> yeah anyways um and Kiefer sutherland was mad and he ugh, iconically was like you're lucky my mom doesn't have twitter because <laughs> his mother is also a famous actor but is the daughter of tommy douglas <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's literally me anyone time anyone comes for me online. I'm like, you're so fucking lucky Rochelle doesn't, doesn't have, have Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> it's true, though. It is true. <laughs> <laughs> My mom would be like, yo, drop a pin, bitch. I'll fight. <laughs> That's so funny. I did not know Kiefer Sutherland was Tommy Douglas's grandson. I now that I'm thinking about it more, I was initially shocked, but I definitely knew that because my mom loves Keith or Su- Kiefer Sutherland and loves Tommy Douglas. Okay, so I definitely <laughs> knew that. Yeah, but it didn't stick in my brain. It's okay. So, like in terms of like the canon of Twenty Four, yeah, Kiefer Sutherland would be Alicia Cuthbert's dad. Yeah, which means that she's Tommy Douglas's great great granddaughter. So. Alicia Cuthbert of Popular Mechanics for Kids and yeah. then later on The Girl Next Door yes. is the great granddaughter of the inventor of the Canadian healthcare system. In the 24 universe, yeah. Okay. Then also oh, in the real Alicia universe. <laughs> she got a raw deal. Why? When she married Ty Domi? Yeah, but everybody was calling her like a puck bunny whore for a while. Well, I mean... It is what it is. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of felt bad for her. uh, Yeah, but I mean, like, you're going to be a Canadian celebrity and not run your way through the best hockey players. Of course you are. Not even the best hockey players. Who else is she supposed to date? The hardest hockey players, which is, like, an action that I definitely respect. I just, it's like, it's not, like, who the fuck else is she going to date? She's famous enough that she can't date regular people, but she's not famous enough to date Americans. (laughs) Of course she's going to date NHL players. What the fuck would I do if I was famous? That's what I'm saying. Same? Everybody's yeah. like, I'm like, yo, leave her alone. Yeah. Of course she's going to date NHL players. Mm-hmm. It would definitely be NHL or NBA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she could have pulled, like, a Hayden Panettiere, I guess, and dated, like, NBA players, but... Yo, Hayden Panettiere was on some, like, same species shit, which I, <laughs> yeah. also, which I also respect. <laughs> yeah, she was. <laughs> <laughs> I love Hayden Panettiere. Yeah, me too. Except for it was really fucked up that she did uh, bring it on two or three or whatever. Yeah. I loved her in Scream 4, though. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. (laughs) Yeah. Should we do beefs? Yeah, let's do beefs. Is it time to talk about the internet? The internet? The internet. The internet. The internet. The internet. Uh, So you got beef? Yeah, I have a loose beef okay. um, with like ground beef, some ground beef, a sloppy joe, <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> some IRL beef. Okay. Um, this is just like ongoing, like people who don't get booked on shows and then come for the shows that they're not getting booked on and complain about it. But they would never complain if they were booked. It's very transparent 
in the in the spirit of canceling people or coming yeah. for people that you are professionally jealous of. You know, there's there's this whole subset of people that only only feel the need to cancel or come for people that they are in direct competition with, totally. whether it's like sexual, professional, social. Exactly. Yeah. So in this case, you know, like I'm sure you would be shutting the fuck up about those shows if you were booked on them. Of course. You know? You, you're you not going to tell me that any sort of... Okay, so basically, guys, I'm going to be very vague, but there, there was a show that happened in Ottawa that there's some drama about based on some of the people that they had speak at the event who are, like, politically affiliated with. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, any sort of big corporate show, what do you expect, right? Like, they're not ideologically pure. Well... So... You're really going to tell me that if you got booked on the show, you would have turned it down based on its political or capitalist association because you're that good of an activist? Of course you wouldn't have. No, you wouldn't have. And it's like, if it was a more principled person, maybe. Maybe. But you would never comment on these things. And also, like, it, it would be unprofessional Depending on how bad the thing was that happened, it would be unprofessional to publicly denounce a show that you were booked on. Absolutely. I think Which it is would why be... people wait mm-hmm. to do it about shows that they weren't really on. It's one thing to fucking vague post. Yeah. Or whatever. But it's like, if I have a problem with something that happened with a show that I'm on, I address it with the booker. Yeah, like if I was, the show I was asked before. to be on this show and mm-hmm. I was already booked so I couldn't do it and mm-hmm. I didn't know that this specific person in question was going to speak, obviously, I don't think anybody knew. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't really have a big problem with it because like I said, it's par for the course, just like how mm-hmm. I don't get upset about corporations being at Pride because I think it's pretty obvious that they're going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I would have just messaged the person directly and been like, hey, I heard that there's some people talking about this thing that happened, just a heads up, like, you might want to address it. Or if you're not addressing it, just be aware of the fact that people are talking about this. Because, I mean... Well, we were on a show where it was not in either of our hands. And, you know, if, if anyone ever asks me, you know, or says something, they're like, this, per- this person shouldn't be booked on this show... I will privately message the person who is in charge of booking the show and tell them whether or not I think that it is personally appropriate for that person to be booked on the show. What show were we on? We were on a Monday night show where um, Um, I don't know if you were booked or if I was booked. Yes. I think we might have both been booked. We were both booked. But there are two producers of the show and one of them is our friend and one of them isn't. And... Our, the person in question had been asking and asking and asking to get on this show. And then he publicly made himself look horrible Mm -hmm. by posting in like a a comedian's space and saying, why is it so fucking impossible to get booked on the show? And our friend who co-produces the show said, uh, hey man, here are some like allegations that have been levied against you based on like the some other shows that you've performed on locally. That's why I'm not it's booking my, you. It's yeah. my decision to not book you because of your inappropriate behavior with women. Fast forward a couple of weeks. Literally weeks. The other <laughs> producer on the show books him under the guise of giving this guy a second chance. So... 
Sophie and I show up to the show, which we are butt on. We do not know that this man has been butt on yeah. the show. We get there. He's being given a spot. As soon as he starts acting inappropriate, like, we're freaking the fuck out. I was hosting. Basically, you were hosting. Yeah. I, I was just had a normal spot, mm-hmm. right? But I, was, I remember I was hosting yeah. because, so, the guy does this whole thing where he tries to get an audience member to come up on stage, mm-hmm. and that was what the issue was last time and why the other producer wouldn't book him, because mm-hmm. he acts inappropriate towards the woman that he brings up on stage, and it's always a woman. So, he goes up on stage, he starts doing his bit. He asks for a volunteer from the audience, and I'm like, okay, fuck this. The producer mm-hmm. isn't shutting it down. I tried mm-hmm. to get him to pick me because I was the host, and I was like, it's not weird if I'm, like, forcing him to pick me because I'm the host. Yeah. But he refused, and he picked this, like, hot girl. hmm <sighs> Anyways, that was, like, a legitimate issue, right? Yeah. And, like, we just, like, dealt with it at the time. There have been other shows where people have been like, should this person be butt? And, you know, generally, I'll be honest. I'll be like, yes, no, whatever. Yeah. And then, I mean, a lot of the time, people don't listen to me. But, I mean, like, that's just, like, the nature of comedy shows. Like, you know, yeah. sometimes if butters don't belong to the group that it might be a problem for, they don't really care. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, like, in the case of the show that we're specifically talking about right now, where the person had a problem with who was speaking on the show, which was, you know, supposed to be... Uh, like for queer people or whatever, you can't assume that any event that its purpose is to essentially make money under the guise of wokeness will have any sort of ideological <laughs> consistency yeah. or hold themselves to any standard moral standards. Of course, you know, not. like like we talked about pertaining to rainbow capitalism and like brands sponsoring Pride and shit last week in the Patreon episode. This shit only bothers you if you are of the mindset that corporate interests can have positive ideological stances. Exactly. Well, and my thing is, like, I don't think that you can want for there to be, like, pride-themed comedy shows Mm -hmm. and whatever without uh, not being okay with capitalism and there being you know political gains to be made from doing these types of things unless it's independently produced absolutely like if we wanted to put on a no rules gay shit show yeah obviously but we wouldn't be but making, wouldn't be money, making off money off it, it. <laughs> yeah and it so, wouldn't be widely publicized exactly and it wouldn't true. be good for your comedy career that's true <laughs> that's true so i mean like you gotta make sacrifices yeah. sometimes a no rules gay shit show <laughs> We should maybe during we Pride should. Month. Yeah. Okay. Well, if we do like a, if we do a show in August, mm-hmm. that's Ottawa Pride. We so. should iconically book only straight people. We should. <laughs> Allies. I'll host. Allies. <laughs> oh, ally hour, no rules day ship Pride show. You have to host because uh, you're straight. Thank you. I'm not allowed to be on the show. No, you'll be you'll be watching from the show. You guys will actually be raising money for my conversion therapy. Yeah, you'll be on some <laughs> Sophie of the Opera shit. You'll just be watching from the wings. <laughs> Salty that you can't be a member <laughs> of the production. <laughs> All, right. All right. Do you have a beef this week? <laughs> no, I don't care. I'm having a... That. I'm having a bad week, but I am looking at it through a positive light. <laughs> you ever get so depressed that you just don't care how anything goes, and then it's actually like kind of a positive outcome? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's where I'm at. Well, that's okay. What's up, DBM? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I do have a good dumb bitch of the week this week. All right. It's time for dumb bitch, bitch of, of the week. week. All right. I really dropped the ball on that one, but yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Whoops. That's nudes. <laughs> that's nudes. I'm sorry. Is that new shit? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, mommy's got money to make, okay? I know. <laughs> All right. So, someone sent me a message on Twitter that said, Your calves lack definition and tone, but you probably give enthusiastic head, so it's not the end of the world. Jesus. <laughs> Honestly, I think that that's a compliment. And also the calves thing was a reach because I famously am a lot more muscular than I would like to be. (laughs) (laughs) I think your calves are fine. Like, I don't really know how much definition they want. Too much. Too much. That's like not a good look. No. Uh, And then somebody else said, in response to me posting a screenshot of that, somebody else said, don't listen to that perverse troll, LOL. (laughs) Your calves are supposed to be untoned and smooth to complement the sharpness of your knees on one end and the ankles on the other. I really like it when girls have calves of almost uniform girth from top to bottom. I do not have that. (laughs) You don't have (laughs) ankles? No. (laughs) I can't seem to find a picture of your calves, though. I needed to judge accurately, of course. (laughs) Cheers. Send calf pics. (laughs) Um, Okay, so he likes cankles. That's fine, I guess. Yeah, and he's accusing me of having cankles based on the other person making that post. You don't have either of those things. No, I know I have good and fine calves, but what I'm focusing on is that that guy saying that I look like I give enthusiastic head, which is honestly a very good compliment. No, that's a good compliment. Yes. Yes. (laughs) He's just basing that off your lips, probably. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I find this annoying, but when... If I ever hook up with somebody that, like... Uh, or I start, like, dating somebody that, like, follows me on Twitter, and then after the first time they hook up, they're like, wow, you really do love sucking dick and cum. And I'm like, how did you think I was writing that many tweets Why about would I cum say it? and yeah. it was a fucking bit? Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> no one is like, you know what would be advantageous for me? Being horny on Maine. Like, I really <laughs> and truly wish I wasn't. I saw this tweet the other day that was talking about calf muscles, like, mm-hmm. after that whole thing went down with you, mm-hmm. and it said, um, you can tell, <laughs> you can tell some women are bisexual just based on the way their calves look, which is, uh, true, and I don't know how to describe it, but <laughs> it's a- 100% true. I think that a lot of bi-chits have, like, no discernible calf muscles, or is that a straight thing? Uh, no, a lot of bi chicks have no calf muscle definition. Like, not cankles, but no definition. Yeah, you know that's what, I mean? what I'm talking that's true. about. It's true. Yeah. I never thought about it before, but when I read that tweet, I was like, okay, that's not really, like, a shit post. Like, I that's find true. That, I find that disturbing, but again, it's probably just because, like, my lights just look, look, look what they look like what they look like and they don't I'm i don't really think, it, I don't think it's people. a good look but it's definitely true yeah i'm really jealous of people that have no muscles in their arms yeah i never worked out and my arms are so muscular for some reason yeah i really hate it i have no muscle definition it's in my just arms genetic i mean you've seen yeah. my brother and he doesn't work out like we're we just have like extremely unfortunately like athletic Defi- yeah athletic, athletic builds, builds naturally like yeah. just descended from like tart pullers and buffalo chasers <laughs> <laughs> i feel neutral about my calf muscles my legs i don't know they're like whatever 
Yeah, like, you're much more athletic than I am. Why does it make sense that my legs are so much more muscular than yours? Yeah, I don't know. And, like, right? even when I did work out, nothing really changed. Your calves, famously, you can't really change the size of them, I don't think. Yeah. Or, like, barely. barely. Guys always, guys that are, like, really jacked always complain about it. Yeah, well, there's if only so much you have small calves, with, right? you just, like, do. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, that's enough about Calf calves. Muscles. Probably we should do uh, Tweet of the Week. Yeah. My Tweet of the Week is from Derek at E-E-D-R-K. He said, as you get older, you realize the little stuff doesn't matter. Brackets, family, career, and happiness. And what really counts is stuff like internet points, the approval of strangers, and mm-hmm. DMing threats to celebrities. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> I don't know. I never thought about how DMing threats to celebrities could really like define your internet career, but I think maybe I should start because he has a point. <laughs> Who would you DM a threat to? Uh, Jonathan Van Ness, obviously. <laughs> okay, true, true. <laughs> Who would you DM a threat to for celebrities? Taylor Swift. Why? Because she's not like other girls. Okay, and you just... What would you say to her? No one forgets that you used to be a horse girl. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't know if that qualifies as a threat. I mean, very vaguely, I think, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Spaghetti head. <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, you know when Justin Timberlake, like, stopped having curly hair... That looked like ramen. Yeah. You think he donated it to Taylor Swift in the early days when she was doing some <laughs> Your Song is a Slamming Stream Door shit? <laughs> uh, maybe. That sound does draw off, but famously, I'm a sucker for anything with fiddle. All right. Um, All right. What's your tweet of the week? My tweet of the week is. Okay. So this is from uh, at Noontide108. Okay. And they said, the goon to woke stole to convicted child sex offender pipeline. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Everybody that's a woke scold has skeletons in their closet that they're trying to hide. That's why they're doing ID Paul. Absolutely. Which is like, why would you shine a light on other people's behavior when you've so obviously done whack cheat yourself? Everyone who cancels somebody else eventually gets canceled themselves all it does because is open nobody up the door is for ideologically pure yeah we all have tweets from fucking 2012 yes yeah being woke didn't exist before 2012 so so all it does is open the door for people to look at you what i'm saying is slur search yourself today everybody Folks. And even then, you can definitely get canceled over shit that's like... Not slur. Not slurs. Not even that spicy, probably. Oh, yeah. If someone wants to take issue, they'll take issue. My favorite thing is people trying to cancel me for retweets. I hate that. I mean, they are endorsements. Retweets are endorsements, guys. Like, mind your business if I want to retweet something like, all my hoes autistic. It's literally true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it just, like, drives me crazy, and, like, the thing that I hate is when people, like, kind of cancel you for anyone that you're, like, loosely associated with, or, like, for, like, podcasts that you like. Like, people don't like that I listen to Red Scare. 
And yeah. I'm like, well, I mean, you didn't really cancel them for any good reason, so well, you certainly it, can't cancel me for listening to them. It's like follow policing. Yeah. Or like, it's like, I'm sorry. I've, I mean, people have shit on me before because I've said that I like the movie Kill Bill Volume 2. And I'm like, I'm okay. sorry Quentin Tarantino is a pervert. That's it's literally not my yeah. fault. Yeah. Like, and that that's such a, like, can you imagine, like, how sterile your life would have to be? And also, canceled people make good art. I'm sorry. Yeah. Do you know why? Because people who aren't afraid to push boundaries and do shit that some people won't necessarily like when it comes to making art or writing or creating stuff might be people who are not measured in some parts of their personal life as well. (laughs) Absolutely. You know what I mean? Well, it's like, that's why so much of like fucking like socially acceptable art is so fucking boring it's like that joke that i used to have like separate the art from the artist aka have sets with me even though my jokes fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> i love that joke you should start doing that should again. i bring that back do it when we're in toronto okay <laughs> i love that just everyone's canceled in yeah. toronto <laughs> <laughs> yeah the shit that the shit that you can really get people can really get bothered about is so so insane oh there's no way to no, like, you just have to live your life because someone's going to cancel you for something. That's exactly That you can't it. anticipate. Although one thing that I will say that's interesting is that I think that if you don't play into, like, woke games and stuff, it really makes you, like, a lot less cancelable. That's true. Like, I think that I would be cancelled. People who have said way less spicy shit than me have been canceled a lot faster if than me. If they can't hold you to a standard. Just because I don't then. play by the... Anytime just someone's trying to cancel me, I just shit post at them until they fucking are like, you're a troll and then delete their shit. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I, never, if, you I never, if you never apologize... If you don't hold yourself to a certain standard, there's no way that people can hold you to that themselves. Exactly. It's like what also what we said on the, on the Patreon episode last week. Like, Donald Trump has a political advantage and definitely like a celebrity advantage in like a playing field like twitter because he doesn't play by the same rules of civility discourse that other politicians have to pay for he will straight up call you stone cold loser because he doesn't care so So he doesn't have to play by your rules exactly that's the exact same way so it's like if i don't fucking run around canceling people or apologizing if people try to come for me for being unwoke or whatever fucking good luck canceling me yeah have fun. You know? You can try. Yeah. You can cancel me all you want. You can never cancel this pussy, so. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> all right, guys. Bye. <laughs> I'm a stupid bitch. I'm a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch.